Pod here on NPR Radio with me, Zach Shields, and as always, my co-host, Jason Evans. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. That was, that was, uh, that intro was uh, a song called uh, Second Degree Burns by uh, Maddie Appel, whom you can find on Spotify Music, I Spotify. believe, under the band name uh, Behold the Terran Tower. Spotify. Spotify. We're not doing ASMR, we're doing NPR. NPR. No, that, that's, that's, that's like sh- that DJ, like rock. Okay. You're listening to <laughs> The Chode here on NPR Radio. Well, you We're going to talk know. about intersectionality with our resident feminist uh, I kind of have to talk loud. That's just me, though. I've got to talk very soft. Soft talker today. I've, I've got a set of skills. <laughs> set of skills. Liam Listen to me very carefully. I've got a particular set of skills. Spotify. That I constantly pee my pants in public. I see that. If you look online, look up Liam Neeson pissed pants. <laughs> There's a lot. Oh my. As an Irishman, I can relate. Getting pissed drunk. Getting pissed, that's why they call it getting, getting pissed. That wasn't really Irish, was it? We, nah, I kind of lost I at the know, end. That, that was a, it was similar, I suppose. I've got to work in the Irish. Yeah, you got you get to. Get my Colin uh, Farrell. <laughs> hey, it's Colin Farrell. I think you're a little bit more leprechaun. Hey, I'm that. the penguin. <laughs> Look at me, I'm the penguin. Oh, we're going with Mike Myers now. Look at me. I'm Shrek. I'm the penguin. <laughs> no, put it away. Fuck you, Batman. I'm the penguin. <laughs> the penguin. I'm Scottish now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Zach had a birthday mm. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what are you, 85 now? Uh, or is that me? No, I just uh, feel like 85. Yeah. Getting the neck issues. Uh-oh. A little cracking. A little... little crink in the neck yeah just a little bit yeah. no man uh 36 so that's like not a year that's uh it's not a great year i mean it's fine yeah um but it's not a year that really gets you you know psyched about right it. and i was really thinking about like what can we do like because you know when you're a kid birthdays are awesome every birthday's awesome but then mm-hmm. you get to a certain point where you're you're older you're you're setting your ways um, and the, the, the excitement's just gone. It's just another birthday. It's just another day. Right. And I think I've got a solution. I think well, it's, let's I hear think it. a solution that, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people can get behind. I'm sure, like, all my ideas, there will be some pushback from uh, a very short-sighted few. But I think this is a great idea. You want to know what this idea is? I, I want to know what I, the best time idea that perfectly, ever is. You, you, were, you tiptoed and, oh, you turned off the... Uh, <laughs> Was it I, turn, I turned off the dehumidifier because you could hear it really bad in there. Well, anyway, my idea. How to make birthdays great again for us. Make a red hat? The, the people in the late 30s and 40s. No. <laughs> you don't make a red hat. You can just go buy a red make hat. Great, make birthdays great again. Oh, yeah. That, that, that joke hasn't been yeah. on the ground yet. No, um, I think uh, manslaughter should be oh. legal on your birthday. But it's it's accidental okay if you accidentally kill somebody on your birthday <laughs> what? it counts you? it's free it's a freebie it doesn't okay, count so what are the statistics of how often that's going to happen it's not even, how many times have you killed somebody that, on your birthday it's just to add a little bit of excitement to the proceedings and it kind of so like oh oh it's my birthday if i kill somebody by you, accident <laughs> now keep in mind if you if they can be proven in a court of law that it was premeditated see mm. that's the trick so it's more of a psychological thing than anything. It's not, ooh, I'm going to find a way to accidentally kill somebody. Although I'm sure there will people, like everything, there will be somebody who tries to game the system. Mm-hmm. But that's what we have our courts for. That's what we have our fine uh, legal um, citizens, experts. Attorneys. Attorneys. Yeah. You know, those people we all adore. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Who doesn't love lawyers? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, they certainly are. I love Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. Yeah, oh yeah, he was the uh, hero of the movie. The uh, the little boy was actually the antagonist. That was the villain of the mm-hmm. movie, <laughs> forcing him. Well, luckily he got the claw after him. You know, I there's a there's a better movie in there somewhere. There's got to be a. Did you hear that the the director of that movie, um, he went on to uh, he made a like some other Jim Carrey movies. He made um, Bruce Almighty, mm-hmm. but then he made uh, the sequel to that with. Um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. What was that one? Didn't care for it. Evan. Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. Okay, and that movie tanked so bad. Yep. 
and it had these like kind of you know it was a goofy comedy but it was like these pseudo spiritual themes mm-hmm. but i guess he was so distraught over that that he just quit hollywood and gave up all his money and he like lived in a trailer hmm. and he just was focused on i don't know his chi or some bullshit there's a documentary hey about man it. i mean whatever makes you happy and uh you know keeps you going in life then i mean i can admire like I can respect giving it all up, I guess. Yeah. If you have, like, you know, it sounds like a principled stand. But, yeah, being so, like, do you think it occurred to him, though? Like, that kind of seems to me like somebody who um, who was so sure that movie was going to be amazing. That he sank everything he had He sank everything he had. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that could have been avoided if, you know, maybe one of his, you know, birthdays, like, you know, he turns 42, instead of, like, being like, oh man, everything's riding on this movie. Like he has a day where he can just relax and not worry if he hits somebody with his car. Sure. Maybe you know, maybe he would have taken it on the chin a little bit better if you know, if he had that in his back pocket. If he knew he could get away with something. Just one day you can get away with a little something. Hmm. Once a year. You know what I do on my birthday is I tell people not to bother me. Like I shut my phone That's off. That's not true at all. I I stay you know in my back porch, try to be left alone. Same with Father's Day. I tell my kids, don't even call me. Oh, well, are you talking family or everybody? Well, I try to stay to myself. Mm-hmm. I think this year I didn't, though. I think this year I actually... What did you do? Boy, I don't even remember. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Now, yeah, now I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah, I don't remember. I, it, I mean, it was just like a month or two See, ago. See, if you had manslaughter... Avail- free <laughs> manslaughter could, yeah. available I to you I could have been like, I remember day. what I did. You would have remembered every moment... Because you would have been kind of, you would have been really living in the now. Mm-hmm. Or at least recounting the day going, oh man, this could have happened. I oh, it was the Incubus concert was oh, my yeah. birthday. Oh yeah, you could have, you could have accidentally. Um, I could have accidentally ran somebody over right downtown. You could have Whoops. fallen asleep at the wheel and, mm-hmm. and just driven right through Late the night. barricades. And, yeah, drive. Yeah. It would have been stellar. You know, and I, I, it didn't occur to me, but I think manslaughter should be like limited or unlimited. On your birthday? Unlimited manslaughter. No. So, like, there's no cap on it. Interesting. So, if you accidentally, like... So, you really want to just kill somebody. No, I, I'm just excited by the thought. I'm just trying to think outside the box. What can you make your birthday What can excitable? make it special? I mean, to me, uh, you know, going out to eat and uh, having lemon cake is perfectly fine with me. I don't need to kill anybody. Well, I mean, that's... You can have lemon cake any day. I know. Uh, You're an adult. no. No, you got to reserve that for a special occasion. Special occasion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I have coffee every day. Every day. I don't have lemon cake every day. Lemon cake to me is like. Mm. Is that your go-to? Oh, f- yeah. Oh, f- yeah. I'm getting hungry right now. Now, like, not so special occasions, like just randomly. Sometimes, you know, once once a month or every other month or something, we might go out to Zoe's, and I'll get a zuki. Those things are pretty amazing. Dude, I there. have not tried that. I can't oh, get dude, I can't get Ashley go. to go out there. Yeah, I'll go with you. We need to go to Zoe's. Yeah, leave her at home. I, I never, yeah. you know. Ashley, you can stay home. You know, yeah. I just dox my wife on the, <laughs> Oops. On the show. Whoops. Yeah, she doesn't listen. There's a million of them. <laughs> a million people that don't listen? No, a million Ashleys. So. Oh, that's you true. You never know which one. Yeah, we weren't talking about your wife. Right. Anyway, um, no, uh... I've never had the Zookie, but you're always going on about how great Dude, the Zookie is. Dude, it's so is. good. Well, okay, so, I mean, so you normally would have a Zookie on your birthday. No, 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 no. I, I'll have that anyway. whenever, whenever we go. But you can't out. have lemon cake. Lemon cake. That's For some your... reason, that's it's my birthday thing. I mean, lemon cake's great. I, I yeah. like lemon. I think they, sometimes the places will call it, like, limoncello cake or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, we'll go to, uh, you know, um, an Italian food place once in a while. Uh, sometimes for a birthday, we'll go to uh, Bari Italian downtown. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we'll go over to Napoli's, Napoli's, whatever you, however you pronounce it. Right. Um, both of those places are usually my go-to birthday meal. But, uh, th- yeah, that's about it. I mean, I, I really try not to do too much on uh, certain days like that, like birthdays and uh you know, Father's Day. Yeah. I'd rather just kind of be left alone because I'm I'm so talkative with everybody all day long, every other day of the week. 
Right. That I just kind of like to have a break where I just don't really interact with too many people. Mm-hmm. So then we decided to go ahead and start a podcast where we can interact with people. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> we interact with each other. It totally won't bite us in the ass long term. Yeah, probably not. No. Uh, no, I, I actually took a break. I took like a three, four day staycation, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. Which is nice. Um, but we're going to go see um, uh, Queens of the Stone Age on the 20th. Oh, in, really? Uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, got, got me tickets there for, for them. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, didn't really do much. Just stayed home and uh, did a lot of painting. Uh, did a lot of trying to organize my damn studio and trying to get it just how I like it, mm-hmm. which is never quite there. Yeah. Um, Finished watching Deadwood, mm. which was pretty awesome. How many seasons is that? So it was three seasons, and it yeah. got canceled. And then they had a movie 10, 10 to 13 years later. Oh, so I didn't like, know they had a movie. Yeah, it came out like right after Game of Thrones ended, so it okay. got kind of overshadowed by it. Oh, yeah. Um, so we went immediately from the last episode of the third season to the movie, which had like that whiplash of like everybody's so much older now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, it was great. It was a great send off. It was very. Um, they had to. You could kind of see the mechanics of the, the the writing there because they had to tie up so many loose ends. There was definitely like, okay, this is at least a season's worth of plot. We're just going to kind of distill it down into two hours, right? An hour fifty, tight hour fifty, which I think kind of worked in its benefit. Uh, and then there was, of course, he had to account for everybody being, being older and time shifts. And then, of course, you got problematic actors who. You, you have to have that debate of, like, can we use him in the movie? Well, he right. can't be an integral role because he touched kids, so eh, maybe give him one brief moment in the movie. Yeah. Um, the Do you know who I'm talking about? The the truancy officer from uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, really? He had a... Uh, that guy? I think it was uh, uh, videos, but it was definitely oh. his kid. He was, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. It's like Jared from Subway Guy. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that type of stuff, but well, uh, you know, um, so I watched Deadwood. Uh, the I think I watched the first season mm-hmm. of it uh, when it was first out, um, but I never, I just kind of lost interest, or else something else kind of popped into my my viewing pleasure. You know, um, so many series and so many shows are out there that a lot of times it's hard for me to even keep up with. Wait a minute, did I watch that season? Now a new season's coming out, and I got to watch that. And I try mm-hmm. to binge everything, like I try to watch one thing at a time. Right. Like I don't. I do, I'll wait until like the whole season of like Yellow Jackets is done, mm-hmm. you know, and and then I'll watch it. But uh, one of the things that Deadwood actually always reminded me of was Firefly, only because it's like Western. Yeah. You know, and Firefly, man, I could get really behind that series because it's futuristic. There's mm-hmm. space travel, and there are people colonizing other, you know, planets and moons and whatever. Right. But they don't have lasers. They don't have lightsabers. As much as I love Star Wars, that's way too far fetched for in a galaxy far, Wait, far away. Which one's Star Wars? The, yeah, the one that I love. And uh, anyway, but Firefly is so realistic. Mm-hmm. With it, because they just have normal guns. Right. They're literally just people making homesteads out on the outer rim planets, and I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the the movie that was out about uh, Serenity, I think it was. Well, it's funny you say that. That was be- good too. Because I thought the exact same thing. I, I made a parallel between those two shows because they had kind of the same that the way they ended. They had to have a show to wrap up all the plot threads. Now, mm-hmm. Deadwood had a lot more time. It had three seasons as opposed to um, Firefly only having one season. So um, it was, man, when you watch Firefly and then you watch Serenity, it's it's kind of a bummer. Like, he they ended it yeah, as, as The series good as is way could. better than the movie. Yeah, but the movie, like the big twist of that movie would have been, had such more, so much more impact Mm-hmm. If it, that was like season seven reveal of like right. the Reavers and like what happened to them and what caused yeah. all that, um, but that being said, pretty damn good movie for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, post-war Western, you know, um, vibe. Yeah, going right along with that vibe, what about Westworld? Uh, you, you know, I only watched that? a couple episodes of that. Um, I lost was in line with your murdering thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but they're not real people, so that kind of takes the, the fun out But were out they? I don't know. I mean, I didn't they, get, I didn't they get became far. conscious of themselves, even though they were robots. Well, and that gets to the whole debate of AI. I'm sure they address <laughs> that in the show. But so it, it kind of, I don't know. I don't know why we stopped watching it. I heard, the, I think it was because I heard the second season got crappy. It was one of those yeah. shows that falls off after the first season. So I got through the second season. Um, I believe there was four. I could be wrong, but uh, I, mm. I couldn't even like get three episodes into season three. I was just like, nah, I'm, mm. I'm over this one. But That's there, really there like, are some, um, some things that go really well for like one or two seasons, and then it's like, okay, just stop. Yeah. That's it. We're, we're good. Well, the thing about like Deadwood was like, I think it was financial stuff mm -hmm. that it was really expensive to shoot that show. Um, I don't even think it was necessarily, I don't know if the, from what I understand that the ratings did fall off after, cause it was coupled with Sopranos. So it would play before or after Sopranos and they would mm. kind of carry over the ratings. But then Sopranos got aired at a different time or something. Then Deadwood fell off. So I don't, th I don't know. I think the creator, uh, he's kind of one of those guys who gets in a lot of pissing matches with the executives. He's kind of like one of those, I won't back down kind of artists. Sure. Um, so he's very un uncompromising. But um, no, man, I, I'm a huge fan of that show. Uh, I might, it might be a show I go back to because um, a lot of that, um, the dialogue, I love the dialogue of it, but it's very uh, almost impenetrable in some mm. places. Like it's the way they speak, it's almost like Shakespearean. Yeah. Like it's at first I thought it was like, who, very... who, who's the actor, the main older guy that he's also in, uh, he runs the Continental Hotel in John mm -hmm. Wick. Who is that actor? Ian McShane. Okay, he's a great actor. Yeah. I mean, like, just in general. I can't, I don't know what else he's, he was in that shitty Hellboy remake, but beyond John Wick and, and Deadwood, I I couldn't tell you anything he's been in. Yeah, now that but, I'm sitting here, I'm the one that was like, oh yeah, he's a great actor, and I'm like, well, what's he been in? I don't know. But he was fucking amazing in that show. Yeah. Um, Definitely watch the movie. I, or if, How far did you get in the show? Uh, for Deadwood, only uh, I I one season for sure. Mm. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I kept interest. I I don't know if, if it was the same time period, but I think I started watching Walking Dead, mm. and I think that that kind of took my interest more. Yeah. Um, but on, once again, here's something that is post-apocalyptic, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, is is Walking Dead. Not really out west or, you know, pioneers and stuff like that, but definitely has that vibe of needing to survive. Right. You know? Um, um, but, yeah, that's uh, definitely all of those shows are – it really just shows the human spirit of needing to survive and needing to not necessarily conquer, but, I mean, like, move forward and expand. Well, um, the the guy who created David Milch, I believe is his name, um, kind of said the whole thesis of the show is how civilization um, emerges out of chaos, and you really see that in the show. And um, it's it's definitely one of those things that um, it does not uh, hold back on the uh, misogyny and racism of the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's v like if you in modern day terms, and that was one of my beefs with it was a mild. I had with the movie. Okay. Um, it does nerf a lot of that. Um, I wouldn't even call it edginess, but I'll use the term edginess just to get the point across. Yeah. Of it ho definitely holds back in its depiction uh, because the movie's made 13 years later and we're in the climate we're in now. Sure. Where for some reason the 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 vogue the thing in vogue to do now with history is to completely whitewash it while at the same time. Uh, Acting like, oh yeah, things were uh, everything's so bad based off history, but then all historical fiction made now is very smoothed over, and right. um, like it's a very weird contradictory thing we're in. But um, and when you when you watch the show and then you watch the movie, it's 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 something that I don't know. I'm I'm I was pretty uh, I was paying attention to it. I think the average viewer probably wouldn't take issue with it. Um, it's hard to get into it without like spoiling 
heavy plot points like how the show ended. Yeah. But just well, in terms I mean, of the like, thing is, like, the show's old. Right. I, I, I don't well, care I don't about spoilers. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's fine. It's definitely... Well, I, in terms of... Okay, so there's a huge plot point in the movie where a former prostitute uh, tries to assassinate a the, the antagonist of, of the series, basically. Sure. And she does this by kind of using the the thing... The, the only thing she knows how to do is, is use her body. So immediately she, she gets out her pistol, and she's like... She's reacting to somebody who died, mm-hmm. and she's like, without thinking. She's just like, in the moment. She... Uh, she rips off her top, unbuttons okay. her top in public, then just storms off to, to where the guy is. And she's got her tits out, and then she hikes up her skirt and knocks on the door. He opens the door, and she immediately, like, distracts him for a minute and then shoots him. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's a crappy shot, so she shoots him in the shoulder and uh, then storms off. And then, like, the rest, of the, the rest of the season is kind of resolving that issue where he wants her dead, but they have to fake the death, and there's, like, this whole thing of, like, he th- they're basically tricking the villain into thinking that she's dead. Yeah. Now, in the movie, they have flashbacks because it's a huge plot point of like, this is where the next season would have gone. So they have to address it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they show flashbacks and they are expertly cutting away. And it's like, well, that's kind of like you can argue. I can see the argument of like, why would you show that? But to me, it's like such an integral role to her motivation and character that it's kind of important. It's like, why even fla- like flashback to it anyway? Right. You know, that's, a, again, a very minor quibble. Um, but my point is basically, uh, okay, so the show uh, creator said that this is uh, civilization emerging out of chaos. So everybody, you know, we have the, the racism and, the, and the, the retrograde thinking of the time. But over the course of the series, people slowly um, kind of shed their biases and prejudice towards people when they have common goals and they, for the most part, you know, when, when money's involved or there's an outside um, malevolent influence trying to kind of, you know, do stuff in the town, mm-hmm. uh, work against them. So it, it did a really great job of capturing uh, that, how people, you know, the American spirit of like, yeah, America's fucked up and we're all like, you know, horrible and we all, we all have our biases and prejudice. But over time, you know, we that kind of sh- slowly sheds and like the the best part of our nature tends to come out but albeit in like you know it's not in a forced kind of sentimental way it's like uh i don't know it's um it's earned right you know what i mean like it has a happy ending Mm. but that's like not cheesy that's true to life so happy endings just come eventually 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 there will be a happy ending i i think that's kind of like uh indicative of, of American history, where it's yeah. like, yeah, we have it so great now because so much blood has been spilled and so many people have gotten fucked over that eventually you just yeah. throw enough bodies at something. People will figure it out, how to work together and cooperate and sure. work work towards our mutual benefit. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got two, two different uh, things going on in my head from listening to you on that. One is, you know, we're seemingly to be continuing to talk about like old west mm-hmm. um here and of course a million dies to or a million ways to die in the west pops into my head oh yeah which is i think a hilarious film but it also has liam neeson in it which liam you were, neeson. yeah at the beginning you're talking Did about he piss liam his pants? i don't know in the movie he, he may have it in the movie i think but, i've seen most of that movie i don't think i've ever sat down and watched it all the way through yeah mostly in the shop yeah it's pretty funny and then of course the one guy's uh you know, future wife is is a hooker in the in a, you mm-hmm. know, in, or in a brothel or saloon or whatever. You talking about like Charlize Theron? Is that? No, no, she's in it. But oh, uh, Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Silver, yeah, yeah, Sarah Silverman. That bit is pretty. She's funny. hilarious, yeah. dude. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that uh, you can't, you mentioned this word twice or this quote twice. Civilization emerges from chaos. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and uh, you know we were also kind of talking about how. All of these, you know, movies are people kind of moving forward and and growing from from chaotic experiences and stuff like that. And there's no bigger chaotic experience in my mind right now than what's been going on in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, so like obviously we'll hope that a civilization can re reestablish itself. You know, from the Lahaina fire. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like that is some huge chaos and of course that's like fresh in my head too so yeah like yeah i've got two different like thought processes going from what you've been talking about i was thinking about that 
And then I was thinking about on a humorous side with the million ways to die in the West and, you know, even, even going into talking about old West films like, uh, blazing saddles, you know, which is one of my, not seen that one. Oh, I need to watch that one. That's like, I have it. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. I worry though, that it's going to be one of those movies that I needed to see earlier and I, I won't be able to fully appreciate it. Maybe. Like, I like Mel Brooks, and I, I love, like, Gene Wilder. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love Spaceballs. Yeah. Um, Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But that one just, uh, I never got around to. So, I don't know. Yeah. I probably should watch it, though, just yeah. to say I did. Yeah. I don't know. I got so much shit the other day for not watching Titanic. Everybody at the, at the shop gave me. you never seen Titanic? That. No, I just never wanted to. It's not that great. It's like, I mean, I, I'll go against popular opinion. I think the Titanic was like a crappy movie. Like, okay, so you've got Billy Zane, mm-hmm. you know, in there, which I actually like Billy Zane as an actor. I think he's pretty cool. But then you've got, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, and it was a Kate Winslet. It was the girl, I think. That sounds right. I think Is that so. her name? Okay. So I forgive me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's supposed to be a love story. Mm-hmm. And in realistic it's just a huge tragedy tragedy right and that that's one of the reasons i it turned me off when i was a kid because yeah it was just a big kind of sappy romance it, rem- it reminded me of like um like it should have been fabio in the movie you know it just rem- reminded me of those paperbacks where it's like a guy shirtless and hair flowing and he's got the the chick there and they're like yeah I'm like okay well this is uh, this isn't for me you know for the for the well Going off of Fabio for like the romance novelists, you know, those type of people, the hopeless romantics of the world. Titanic is beautiful. It's a beautiful love story. I would watch it if it had Fabio in it now. Right. Did he act? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a couple uh, shows where he did like a cameo, but it was mostly like comedy type things. But he was one of those guys. He uh, he had like probably like a, I think he had an accent. Was he kind of yeah, Schwarzenegger? He was, he, was, he was like a foreign guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he was uh, he was just like a model. Yeah. And people would use him on the romance books. Right. He was like kind of like the, uh, Schwarzenegger meets Siegfried, Siegfried and Roy. He had something the hair like that. Of like, yeah, he had longer hair. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful golden locks. The only other thing that comes to mind about him is obviously the roller coaster incident where the uh, pigeon hit him in the face and broke his nose. What? You don't, don't remember know, that? That was like a huge that. thing. Yeah, he was on some roller coaster and uh, wrong place, wrong time. Man, so speaking of birds hitting people in the face, no lie, this guy I used to work for up in uh, Minneapolis, he and his wife had rode their Harley out to uh, um, Sturgis, South Dakota, you know, for the bike rally and everything. And on their way back, a pheasant like flew up out of the ditch over the highway. And, you know, on the back of a motorcycle, like, the seat is a little bit higher than yeah. the driver's seat, right? Yeah. So he sees this pheasant fly up over the highway, and he's thinking to himself, I can't turn or maneuver quick enough. And it's right at the hit the height, it's going to hit his wife. Yeah. So he, what he does, he stands up on the motorcycle, on the pegs of the motorcycle, and headbutts this pheasant. Just bam! Headbutts the pheasant doing like 60 miles an hour on the highway on his Harley. So he doesn't over. just like let his let him hit him. He actively no, he, he's him. straight up like because he was like, I'm not going to let it hit her. Mm-hmm. You know, romantic, whatever. But he gets up, stands up, smack, hits this pheasant right with his forehead. When he got back to Minneapolis, he pulls up to the tattoo studio. This one guy, Pete, and I run in the shop while he's out of town. Mm-hmm. He pulls up to the place, walks in, has this huge red lump on his forehead, has a pheasant in his fucking hand, and throws it down on the co- on the counter right at the front of the tattoo shop. And we're like, what the hell is going on? And he told us about this, what happened and stuff. And he, ke- he pulled over and kept the pheasant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he ended up getting it mounted on his wall by a taxidermist and stuff like that. But, man... How bad did it fuck him up? So it, it gave him a huge. Oh, lump. probably did not at all, man. This guy was like an ex-con, ex-Vietnam vet, psycho biker guy, dude. He's literally. I, so I he had I, plenty of brain damage that it wouldn't have. I don't done know if much. I talked about that. I think I might have talked about this before. He's literally the only guy in my entire life that I've ever been physically scared of. The come on, I scare you? No, just a little bit. No. 
You better, you better, I know you that better hope my birthday doesn't. <laughs> might be planning a little accident. That I'm nowhere around on your next birthday. Well, now I got to figure out ways to make making you fear an me. accident. Yeah. What? I, no, I'm not like I'm not a big fighter guy. Right. You know, I'm I'm old. I got bad knees, bad back. I'm I'm not into that anymore. I'm overweight. I'm slow. I hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fight anybody. But I'm not scared mm-hmm. of an altercation. You know whatsoever. If right. if I get my ass kicked, I get my ass kicked. I'm not scared of it. It doesn't prove the point that you're right and I'm wrong or anything. You know that's well. The I mean, right uh, might makes right. Yeah, I don't right. know. I I don't believe that. I think that uh, you know when people take a brawl to something, it's just trying to prove their own masculinity in their head. It doesn't make a difference. Like if if I say that two plus two is four, and you say no, two plus two is three, and we fight, and you end up beating me up. That doesn't make two plus two three. You're still wrong. You know, I maybe I'm too intellectual when it comes to the the finality of figuring out how this is gonna end up. You mm-hmm. know, but I just yeah, that's why I don't really fight anybody. I've been in fights, but I'm not not that sort of guy anymore. So like if I like I don't know, if I wore like spiky shoulder pads, <laughs> maybe like if I dress like a Mad Max guy. Yeah. You think that'll scare me? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of stuff. Honestly, like, if you walked into the shop one day wearing Mad Max clothes with spikes and leather and stuff like that, I'd probably be like, dude, did you get me some? What if I came in with a huge lump on my head and like a, a dead pheasant? Would you fear me then? No. <laughs> I'd be like, damn, Zach. You're a tough All right, mother- listeners, we got a project. We got a project. Scare uh, Operation. Operation Put the scare. fear of God into Jason Evans. Help me figure out how I can... How I can scare this guy. Well, Halloween is coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, see, now, also, I don't get scared very easily, but I kind of do. Well, like, you don't I like get, scary I get, movies. I get, okay, so that's different, though. That's not, that's not like being scared of somebody, you know, physically having an altercation or something. But I do actually get scared very easily when I'm not expecting something. Like, I get startled. I've snuck up on you. Actually, I, I do scare you. I've snuck up on you like how many times now? Uh, what well, that's so that's startled. One time I was literally just standing out back, and you <laughs> opened the door, and you went, "Oh God!" <laughs> you should talk to Jamie because, like, the other day, I was just walking in the house here, and she happened to be like standing around the corner doing something, and like I just walked through, and then I saw her. I was like, "Ah!" And she like literally looked at me like I was like the most insane person in the world. I was, and she's like, "You knew I was home." Or, like, I I'll mean, be sitting upstairs in the office, you know, doing, like, paperwork or something for the shop, and she'll come up the stairs mm-hmm. and pop her head around the, the door, and I'll be like, ah! and I'll, like, I'll be having a pen in my hand. I'll throw it up in the air. Does she and, try and do that? No. I, I, I See, don't. my wife try, tries to, she tries to do that shit with me all the time. I mean, maybe she is trying, but it's working. <laughs> but there's a difference between startling and scaring, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't live in a lot of fear from a lot of people now. I know that there can be repercussions and you know, somebody could easily Well we live in up. a very, you know, safe safe world. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, sure pretty, we do. Well I mean you, you would think people, that we have a safe world. Well no man go, I mean going out at night though. Like last night it was uh you ever take night drives? Oh yeah. Yeah. I like doing that. So, like, going down First Avenue, mm-hmm. it hits a certain time of night where the the different kind of person, wa- there's a different kind of person walking the street, you know? And there was a guy, this was over on First Ave, uh, near Co. and he pretty much, he was r- sprinted uh, across the street, and in a kind of way where it was, like, almost like, should we be looking over at the other side? Is there a shooter? Is there somebody? Like, he was running in a, in a panicked way. Mm. Runs over to the other side, and then, you know, we pass, and then I see he's immediately running over to the other side, but he stops in the middle, and there's a car coming the uh, the other way, and he almost looks like he's, like, purposely falling, and it was like, is he trying to get run over? Was he dr- just some drunk dude, or? He like- was, it was kind of drug vibes I was getting from the guy. Mm. Shirtless, um, just... It's hot outside, though. Yeah. I don't wear a shirt. Well, do you also sprint across the street on First Avenue? 
for no re- seemingly no reason. Maybe he's chasing his dog. Maybe. I mean, you know, you say there's a certain time of night when a certain type of person comes out. I mean, like, I used to go out all the time, you know, back in my partying days, and I'd be out at night, you know, jumping around, <laughs> jumping around. But, I mean, like, there was a couple times when, like, some of my friends and I, we'd be, like, we'd jog from bar to bar for for some weird reason i don't know why no wonder you got bad knees dude jogging's (laughs) bad for you well i do remember one time um down in checktown there used to be a bar called ernie's and it's called like uh checktown station now i Mm -hmm. think it's like a restaurant now but it used to be like this swanky crappy little hole in the wall bar we'd go down there and play pool and just drink a crap ton of fireball and stuff but Mm. we would run like down the street We'd like do a couple shots and then we'd run down the street to another bar and we'd do a couple shots and we'd run back type thing. But there was like one of those metal picnic benches that was like screwed down into the sidewalk there for people to sit on. I remember one time I ran and I jumped up. I put one foot up on the seat and tried to like almost pole vault myself over the back of this bench. And dude, Instead of actually jumping, my other foot clipped the backside of the chair, Mm -hmm. and I just went smack straight down. (sighs) Luckily, I didn't break anything. I didn't. I was perfectly fine. I mean, I had a few bruises and stuff, but other than that, I I locked down on that one. Mm. So if I'm scared of anything, it it would be the sidewalk. (laughs) Hmm. I am scared of skydiving, but I do want to do that. I kind of want to do it too. Yeah. Um, I would. Okay. Would you bungee jump? No. That's bad for your back. I think. that that I think would screw me up. Yeah. Yeah. Although, but the jolt of of your parachute opening, you could say might do the same thing. Mm. Speaking of which, but you're not upside down. Well, yeah. bungee jumping, you'd be upside down. Yeah. Well, this is unrelated. But mm-hmm. it's just a quick aside, mm-hmm. kind of apropos of nothing. You know how you go on TikTok and you see, like, lots of weird health stuff, you know? Yeah. Ingest this, take this, do mm-hmm. this. There was um, this one lady. She's, like, really big in the whole natural remedies and dietary, you know? Sure. Um, holistic stuff. type stuff? Kind of, yeah, holistic. But not even holistic. It's, like, honestly really common sense. Yeah. You know, okay. basically just don't, don't eat McDonald's fries. Yeah. Like, everything you normally eat is bad for you, and yeah. everything natural is, is more than likely good for you. Sure. Uh, but she was talking about exercise and how, like, um, you know, you can exercise for 15 minutes and get all the exercise that you need. And she's Australian, so, so she uses different words. And mm. she t- was talking about, uh, uh, God, what was the word she used? Uh, rebounder. If you have a rebounder, what do you think a rebounder is? I would probably say that that would be, like, going back to your bad habits. No, no, this is, like, a type of exercise, rebounding. Oh, it's it's an exercise. Yeah. Um, Rebounder. (sighs) Immediately jump squats comes to mind. A trampoline. Oh, okay. You can just get, like, a little trampoline. Dude, they have workout places that do that, like, in the heat, too. Yeah, and, like, you're just supposed to, like, you don't have to do much. You just bounce up and down. Mm -hmm. And something about it's supposed to... uh, open up your lymphatic system and it's supposed to be like really like have all these you know i don't know it's one of those things that you can't tell if she's overselling it Mm -hmm. she definitely doesn't seem like the type of person who's like buy my uh right buy my herbal things it was like one of those lectures she has a whiteboard you know like tony robbins with the gazelle no very (laughs) like tony robbins like not sensational like very dry yeah you know just eat eat ice chips and sit in the sun for two hours can you chew ice I can't do it. I don't think you should. Yeah. I've seen people where they bite ice cream. I can't do that either. Mm. I can't people do cold, who, people, man. I, I know people cold who are, on my teeth. Mm, people who are iron deficient crave ice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Something about that. But, uh, oh, no, anyway, going back to, uh, I don't know, what were we talking about? Fear? Basically. Yeah. I, oh, man, I'm trying to think the last time I saw somebody like, so you physically imposing people, is it? What would scare you in a person? Is it erratic behavior or it, physical, imposing, aggressive people? I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, like, I've had Starla a from like, uh, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Right? Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> you want a roundhouse kick when I'm wearing these bad boys? 
No, I mean, like, even when I lived down in Baton Rouge, like, I had a gun pulled on me before at the tattoo shop, and, like, I kept my composure, and I stood up to the person and mm-hmm. everything, and basically, you know, diffused the situation. Mm-hmm. After the guy left, though, I went up and locked the door. I was shaky as fuck. Like, I was like, right. oh, you know, but I think your adrenaline kind of pumps through that time, and if you have a good level head about you, I think that you can handle pretty much almost any altercation like that. Um no, I don't know. I, I, I don't really just, like I said, man, there's a lot of people that I know could physically, you know, obviously hurt me, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm just not scared of that. Right. But that guy that I worked for up in Minneapolis, yeah, I, I, I was a lot younger then too, though. Well, sure. Plus you know? he sounds like a pretty... <sighs> Dude, he was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's funny too, because I had seen him a few, uh, a few years later. Um, I had worked this tattoo convention in Minneapolis and he came up to, to my booth and kind of slammed his hands down onto the, the front desk there at my booth, the little table that we have separating people from us and stuff. He's like, you used to work for me. And I was like, what? I didn't even recognize him anymore hmm. because he had gotten, you know, so much older. He had, you know, became skinnier and thinned down and he just wasn't at all what I remembered. You know, and, and sometimes I also wonder, like, you know, when I was younger, this is this is when I was like, I don't know, this is like 1999, 2000 type thing, like, right in that area when I had first started tattooing pretty much. And so I was very young. You know, I was only like 23. So it was also a lifestyle that I wasn't informed about, you know, that kind of hardcore biker shop attitude and stuff. And it actually taught me a lot because it helped me learn how to deal with people like him mm. as well, you know, and, and stand your ground. Yeah. Which is also going back to the, the old West, the stuff we've been talking about, you know, right. those people had to stay in their ground. You it's know? yeah. It, it, when you're younger, something you don't really understand is you're not necessarily, they're not necessarily assholes mm-hmm. surrounding you, although they can be, um, but you, you're you're pushed around. Your your metal is tested. You're challenged because it's kind of um, it's this unwritten thing of like, you know, you gotta fucking learn yeah. how to how to deal with conflict and how to stand up for yourself. Now, on the other hand, it is also bullying and an outlet for people's aggression. Yeah. Plus, young people just fucking are annoying, and you just want to. So, speaking of of. Like that when you're when you're saying like oh are there certain people or certain things that you're afraid of or anything, I'm not necessarily afraid, but I don't like groups, mm. and it doesn't matter like what type of person it is, any group of people of like three or more become complete assholes to everybody else mm-hmm. because they've like they've got that pack, you know yeah. they've got their little group you know, and so. Anytime, like, I don't know, you could just be walking through the mall. I mean, you could be anywhere, and if there's, like, a group of a couple people, then it's one of those things, like, you know, but Mm one-on-one, no, I'm not really worried about anything. I'm not not even worried about a group of people other than the fact that it's kind of, like, one of those things where it's kind of uncomfortable, especially nowadays when you've got – all these videos popping up on TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that of just random groups of people going up and just beating the crap out of some dude on the sidewalk just for views and likes. Mm. You know, those people that come up and they're like, hey, man, can I borrow a dollar? And somebody says no, and then three guys jump them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, That would terrify me. Yeah. A grown a grown person come up, coming up to me and asking if they can borrow a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, see, or, and- or when they ask, let, can I see? Like, let me hold a dollar. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah well i we were in vegas one time and uh some dude standing outside like the 7-eleven he's like hey man hey man you got any money and i was like no nah, dude i guess i've got enough for myself and i walked in got my slurpee or whatever my big gulp you know and i come back out and he's like hey man you got some change i was like no and then he's like let me get a drink of that i was like no i'm gonna have a drink of my drink but I've also gotten to the point where, and it's because of probably traveling like I have, going to tattoo conventions, seeing different cities, big cities like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is pretty rough. Um, and then, you know, I used to live down in Louisiana, so we'd go to New Orleans a lot. You got all those panhandlers, man. You got oh, people yeah. coming up to you asking for money, wanting to, you know, 
uh, tips and and you know just give me something. They can get pretty and aggressive. They'll get aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to like keep on your way, move mm-hmm. on, ignore and ignore, ignore. As a matter of fact, like Jamie's son is going to Las Vegas. Uh, I think next week. Um, him and a couple of friends, and I was just like, dude, just walk past people. Yeah. Just keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> just be like, no habla. It's it, it, man. It really sucks. You have to be that way. Yeah, because you do want to um, have uh, the best thoughts for people, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you got to understand like, it, there's only so much a you know. Well, there's, there's a difference. So you can like, I can respect people that are out there hustling. Yeah, you know, but what I can't respect are just people that are just thieving, mm-hmm. you know, and stealing. So, like, even in New Orleans, we used to, and this is back in the day when everybody had wallet chains, and we were listening to you know, good old days. Last like. Like Papa Roach and you know stuff like that, and everybody had the same style pants and the the button up shirts and the what were they the Lucky Thirteen shirts and we stuff had a, like that. A surplus of denim. Yeah, and uh, we'd always take our our wallets and hook them in the inside of our pants so that nobody could pickpocket us or anything right. like that. Yeah, These, it's funny when you s- still see people do that. Yeah, and their chains are are <laughs> they're just as much like they're they're worse than having no chain at all. Right, because if constantly flies out or gets caught on things yeah. and it's like okay i feel kind of weird sometimes because i've got a lanyard hanging on my keychain so yeah. it'll like hang out of my pocket mm. and it'll like catch on things sometimes like i'll be getting in and out of the car or you know just walking in the house and it'll catch on my snowblower handle or something yeah that automatically pisses me off though Ooh, anything like your t-shirt catching on something it's an automatic anger i want to fucking push yeah. the thing yeah you but you can only do that on your birthday no, no. You, you can gotta, only you get to maintain composure. It, yeah. You know, if you let that if you let that go, you might kill somebody. You, don't <laughs> you, do you very well could. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that people just snap on. I just yell at inanimate objects a lot. I yell at the TV. Mm. When I'm watching the like Eight Master, I hate I Oh well. I can't yeah. stop. Like it's so terrible. And I'll be like they'll be like, Oh man, you know what? We gotta do this space tattoo and it's so intricate and i'm like sitting here thinking no it's not it's random color man it's not even like anything hard at all i had to stop watching that show yeah uh, i only watched it because like the first seven seasons i think i knew people on it what was the season where they had um it was like team nunez team peck and then it was a season with kelly dotty and ryan ashley and nikki simpson and they were on like two sides yeah but they're like sisterhood and you oh, could, well, like, then they had a spinoff show. Well, yeah. And I was like, look, I can't respect that shit. You guys would have been top three anyway. You guys were on different. Oh, dude, Kelly Doty can just, she's so good. No, she's, they're great. So good. But the fact that they had to do this whole, like, well, we have to. Stick together. Stick together and betray our shops that we're supposed to be working for. Like, I don't care if it's staged. It's, you know, but, it's like, always like, yeah, it's always some sort of staged thing like that. You know, but you have to, all of those shows, Big Brother, Survivor. Mm-hmm. Ink Master, all of that stuff. You have to have in the reality realm or the reality show realm, you have to have some sort of alliances. And that's what throws the whole thing off. See, to me, like, I I would be like, I want to go on there. I'm going to be my own person. I'm not going to align with anybody. I'm also going to take any money that I win and give it away to charity because I'm just here to test myself. What? Oh, okay. I mean... Yeah. Well, the producers would be try and make you do shit. Well, of course. I mean, they when, throw when a vest Halo, on you yeah. and then be like, "Hey, fuck, tell that guy." Well, you know, Halo T-dick. even told us like when he was on there, they were like, "No, you need to be doing stuff. You need to be acting up, or yeah. you know, if you're just boring, you're gonna get cut." Cut. Right. And of course, the editing process—they make things look however they want to have things looked. Oh, like, and then the, like the seasons where they they have the con the canvas. Uh, critiquing each other's pieces, <laughs> and it's just like it turns into this just total shit show. That's Dude, what they I, want. We should do that sometime. Like I've actually thought about this before. I thought about having like a like an Ink Master type style thing, but for apprentices, and mm. and have like an Apprentice Wars, and like have it all like set up to where we do it on like a I don't know, like two or three weekends in a row or something, and we have like apprentices from our shop, apprentices from other shops. 
all getting together and they have to do these stupid challenges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we can vote on what we think, who did the best and stuff like that. But then we have a public vote to see, because obviously we might be biased. You know, I might be like, no. It's part of the fun. Our apprentice did better than your apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I, I, I mean, I'm pretty good, I think, about not being biased. Like if I'm at a, any sort of a judging type mentality, I completely lose all of my personal feelings, like 100%. I think that I could go in and it, let's say, for example, you know, there's five of us that all put tattoos into a category and stuff like that. Even if mine is in that category, I will straight up tell you if yours is better than mine, it's better than mine. You know, I'm not going to be biased about it. I, I have a weird way of being able to turn off, like, emotion for some reason. That's called being a sociopath. Is it? Yeah. That, that well, you're just indicator. lucky that my birthday's already passed, bud. <sighs> well, there's always next year. There hey, is. Hey, you know, and look, I'm a visionary. I'm, I'm ahead of my time. Like I said, there will be a small group of very short-sighted people who don't get where I'm coming from, but I think I, I can win over the general population, especially the people in their late 30s and 40s where birthdays are just another day. I really you know, do that's think that's the that this... sad part of it, is birthdays become just another day. Well, I mean, yeah. Every day becomes another day. I mean, mm-hmm. you remember, like, I maybe, maybe you're different, but right. I don't get excited about holidays. As a yeah. matter of fact, I kind of dread them. Other than Halloween. Yeah, you're not a holiday holiday guy. No, I hate holidays, dude. Like, I love the idea behind, you know, family get-togethers and stuff like that. As I've become an adult, though, I hate the work that you put into it. Oh, my God. And then I, I hate going grocery shopping. Yeah. I hate spending the money on the groceries. I hate going in, having to cook, then having to clean, then having to host, you know, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But... I do like spending time with the family, though. Yeah. The whole problem is, is expectations versus reality. Yeah. What the holiday is supposed to be. You always have this picture in your mind of how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be great. You know, we're going to have the family over. We're going to have a fun time. Yeah. There's no, not going to be any. Everything is going to come easy. The food's going to be great. Everything will go smoothly. There won't I, be any issues. There won't be <laughs> any, like, uh, uh, past family bickering you know or fights coming back and remember when you said remember when we spilled the coke on the carpet and ruined it and i just you know the the thing is like i remember and maybe this is the old person of me i remember a time when i was so excited that it was gonna be christmas time you know we'd have our our whole family would be staying at my grandparents house Mm -hmm. you know all of her my grandparents you know, daughters and their husbands and their kids all smacked into one little house, you know, and we would go over there. We'd spend the whole day from Mm -hmm. morning to night, you know, and then there'd be a day where we'd all go to the bowling alley or like one day my uncle from Colorado, he would always pay for all of us to go to um, the Y and we'd go there and we'd all play basketball. Mm -hmm. Like our whole family would go there and play basketball. Oh, dude, it was great. Yeah. You know, but now as I'm older, I'm like, my kids just want to look at their phones. You know, they're, oh, yeah. they're like, you know, how long are we going to have to be here? You know, and stuff like that. But then also on top of that, my kids have other families to go to as well. Yeah. And when I was a kid, we didn't really have that. Like everybody, for some reason, came to my grandparents' house mm-hmm. every single year. Right. It wasn't until like my cousins started getting older, I think, that my aunt and uncles would have to go to other family things too. So mm-hmm. it'd be like every other Christmas, then these guys would be here. Right. You know, so it was kind of, but most of the time there was a good week where everybody in my family was all together. And it was fun, man. Mm-hmm. But then I was also a kid. I didn't know the reality you didn't have of responsibility. having to pay for everybody's food, Yeah, having to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. All I knew was... My mom and two of her sisters and grandma would go to the grocery store, and me and my other cousins would be playing at the house, not really having to care about anything. Right. You know, but I'm just so, like, thankful and blessed that I was able to have those times with my family 
you know, especially looking back, I also think I wish I would have appreciated it more at the time. But I think as we get older, we kind of all start to think like, man, I wish I would have appreciated my time at doing that more at the time. I get what you're saying, and I feel the same way. But when you say I should have appreciated it more, how, what is as the, I got older? Well, what's the adequate level of appreciation? I think that's always going to be a problem of like you should have you should have appreciated what you had more. Right. But it's always we 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 live in this kind of world where where it's always like past and future. We're never present in the moment. And yeah, you know things. Uh, when you look back, you have rose-colored glasses, but it's also much harder to live in the moment because of technology now, because of screens. And that's definitely one thing, you know, um, if anything I try to do with uh, with a birthday or some kind of, you know, marker these days is to kind of reassess and re, um, reevaluate things that I'm doing, behaviors, and just things that I can uh, improve. Mm-hmm. And definitely one of those things is consuming less uh, in everything. Um, cause I'm hitting that age where it's like material goods are just like nothing. Yeah. Nothing hits, you know, everything is so, uh, uh, so easy to attain and access in terms of like material stuff and information, like everything's kind of flat in a way. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of hollow. And then like, also the fact that I was thinking about this a lot too, that like, me and my wife were talking about how, like, you know, we would see, like, coffee shops, and everywhere you go, it's all the same. It's mm-hmm. the same coffee places. It's the same franchises. And I remember being a kid being so susceptible to advertising and consumerism because you're impressionable, mm-hmm. and you have the radio and the media, like, just pumping you full of this information of or the same, you know, chance of buy this, buy that, consume that. Yeah. I, I just watched they, they Live. They had the 35th anniversary at the movie theater, so I watched that the other night, so it's very, very much in my mind, because mm-hmm. it's it's more prescient than ever, like, how relevant this, you know, consumption and mind control is. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, getting back to it, I guess my point is, um. yeah, just uh, learning to be present and appreciate what I already have and not being so focused on what I don't have, because it just gets... Yeah, it gets tiring. The the rat race just uh, it gets old. Yeah, and you know, of course, the the uh, mortality that becomes more and more in your mind, uh, especially now. Once once again, with the access of information, you're you're more aware of what's harming you, what's harm, harming right. your, harming you mentally, physically, the stuff you're eating or not eating. Um, so well, I guess and then even that stuff changes too. Oh, like yeah. One day they'll say this is bad for you. Then they'll say, like, all of a sudden, now they're saying caramel coloring isn't bad for you. I'm like, nah, dude, you already said it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm going to stick, uh, I'm not going to drink dark sodas anymore. I'm not going to drink, like, no, I'm not putting the caramel coloring in me anymore. Yeah. I just saw something today that, oh, it turns out uh, maybe sugar isn't the number one um, uh, indicator or, um, like thing that causes insulin resistance even though it's bad right like it's also uh i don't know it's just you, you kind of glaze over you try to pay attention to what's going on but it's just it's so fucking much yeah that i i often look back and go you know maybe it was better when we were in that sweet ignorance of drinking and smoking and punching and fighting <laughs> there there was a vitality to people back then and now we're all just so um beaten down yeah so if anything i kind of miss like there's a I, I don't know i couldn't i couldn't definitely i couldn't make it in the old west but yeah there's a there's a part of that um that i, I would see I you being like to. the telegraph guy in the old west americ like, is that yeah. what they're called no like the guy the character's name oh well i don't know the, the guy that just you know Hey, I need to get a message, and you're like, he was so funny. He would like was so high minded and would talk about the fourth estate and how important journalism is. But anytime, like Al would be like, "Yeah, don't print this." Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm not even going from the Deadwood show. I'm just saying in general in the old west. I'd be the cowardly journalist. I would picture you being a maybe maybe a post office clerk, uh, (laughs) you know, some sort of a uh, maybe a, a shop worker type thing mm-hmm. or something like that. Maybe you own the general store type thing. 
I would see you in some sort of a clerical type managerial type thing. I wouldn't see you as a gunslinger. I wouldn't see you as a farmer. Um, so I could I would just be doing the same shit I could be doing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe who you would, would run a hotel. Who would you be? What know. would you be? You got to tell me because I just told you what, what I thought you would be. I don't know. You'd be. I could tell you what I think I'd be, but that's biased because it's in my head of what I'd probably want to be. What do you want to be? I mean, okay, I'll tell you what I want to be. I okay. mean, obviously want to be like the lone gunman. You know, you want to be Wild Bill Hickok. The, you would want to be the 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 guy who gets shot like the first season, but like everybody is like in awe of this guy. Everybody respects him. Hard drinking, gambling, um, legend who goes out like a like a man. I mean, honestly, I would probably I would probably either be very similar to what I just said about you, some sort of like a shop owner type thing, mm -hmm. like a grocery stand or something like that. I could see myself just being a farmer or a rancher. Um, I definitely would be the type to carry a gun. Mm -hmm. I, I do now. So, like, I mean, it's not – that wouldn't be far off from anything. What I would want to be, though, do you remember um, uh, Tombstone? Tombstone oh, is one be, of my favorite movies. Can I guess what you're going to you Well, I'm be? not going to say Doc Holliday. Oh, okay. I, I, that was what I was I love, uh, dude. I mean, I every guy wants to be Doc, Doc Holliday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I wouldn't want to be Wyatt Earp. I wouldn't want to be, like, the the lawman, although I probably could be. Right. Because I, I do have kind of that that essence about me or aura about me where I, I do take a little bit of a command and I do kind of instill that into people, too, and, and say, no, this is the way. Um. But I would want to be one of the entertainers that traveled from town to town and did a play type thing. You know oh, how okay, yeah. Wyatt Earp fell in love with the girl yeah. on stage. But there's other people on stage doing the plays and, and music and stuff like that. Obviously, as a musician, as a performer, mm -hmm. that's what I would see myself as. Even when you talk about like medieval times, I feel like I would probably be like the court jester. You know, I'd probably be the guy playing the little lute and, uh, you know, singing songs about how great the king is. Although in my mind, I'd be doing it sarcastically. It would be kissing his ass to him, you know, mm -hmm. so he'd be happy. But I, I would see myself as an entertainer. See, that's uh, if I had to guess, man, going back to uh, Too Rich for My Blood, you'd be like the Mr. Burns. of mm. You'd be uh, George Hurst in Deadwood terms. Like he was the, the businessman who came into town. Mm -hmm. um, hiring gunmen to to murder his competition, people oh. in his way. Yeah, solving problems with gold and. I don't think I have that. I, I don't think I have that anger in me to 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 do that. I also do one hundred percent though feel like if in that sort of scenario, I would just go do it myself. Would you? Oh yeah, I, I'm not the type of person that would just hire people to be my hitman or something, mm -hmm. I would just do it myself. But what if, like, I mean, that kind of goes against, Of like, course, if you get to a certain height, yeah, a certain you ranking, can't risk your, uh, your fortune and your status, so you uh, have to you have to keep the dirty work out of your, you know, you can't get your hands dirty. Yeah. You have to hire out. Yeah, so I'd be, like, the Liam Neeson character in Million Ways to Die. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do also, uh, I feel like when we go back to talk about Firefly... Um, the who is that main actor? I always forget his name. Nathan Fillion. Um, he's so good too. Yeah, Mel. Uh, was it? What's his character's name? Uh, um, something. Well, and of course the girl in that, which was uh, Deadpool's girlfriend in uh, Deadpool. Uh, oh always, yeah, she was gorgeous. Mm, yeah, gorgeous. I would actually probably be more so like him, a a smuggler type, gun running. So you want to be Han Solo? A Han Solo, man. Yeah, I could relate to we, Han Solo. We all want to be Han Solo. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're all going to be clerks. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to be working at a bank held you up. You couldn't even give me a, uh, a gun. <laughs> You're E.B. Farnham. You can't have a gun. You need to know how to clean it and take it apart first. Or yeah. a knife. Okay, yeah, a I knife. Have a knife. I don't even need to clean a knife. Right. I'd clean it on your corpse wipe it off oh yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't know about all that 
I don't know. I, I think that that was pretty funny, though. Like, that's what I picture you as, man. I picture you as, like, you know, me coming up to the booth and be like, hey, I need to get a message to New York. And you're like, all right. Oh, I'd be Blazinov. I'd be the Russian telegram You'd be the telegram guy. And Blazinov, you need telegram, man? You want telegram, I Well, okay, so the big takeaway from this episode is I need to be more imposing to Jason. Apparently need I need to strike... Strike fear into his heart mm. so I don't come across as some sort of pencil-pushing <laughs> nobody. It's been revealing today. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help it, man. I mean, keep doing those push-ups. I didn't see you at the gym today. Oh, is, is that what it's going to be? I didn't go today, though. <laughs> oh, you? <laughs> First, you didn't see me. It was lower body day. I skip lower body Yo, day. Come on. can't. Don't skip leg day, bro. Dude, I haven't well, been, to, all a, I haven't been to a leg day in probably like four months or more. It's the worst. Yeah. There's so, like, it's so, <laughs> your legs turn to rubber. It's yeah. not fun. Mm-hmm. But we need to do it, I guess. Right. So, anyway, uh, yeah, this is uh, about time to go, I guess. Well, we got, uh, the music should we give them a little preview of uh, the next half hour that we exclusive only on YouTube? Oh. Because I do have uh, an idea. Well, what is it? Well, okay, so I don't, I can't remember if we talked about this because we got no apprentices. Uh-huh. I want to get into kind of a follow up on uh, Tattoo Gate. Did we talk about that yet? We haven't. Okay, so folks, if you want to hear a little bit more uh, about Tattoo Gate, go over to YouTube, subscribe, like, follow us, and you'll get to hear the rest of this. All right. So. And for now, all you Spotify people, we'll see you later. <laughs>